0: Hi everyone, my name's Az. I'm the CMO for Merkel where we work with some of the best brands in the world to transform their customer experiences. We've got some great speakers lined up for you today. Welcome to our podcast discussing all the things that you need to deliver customer experience management. This is Connected. Today I'm joined by Margaret Wagner, President for Merkel and Mia, and Richard Lees, Chief Strategy Officer for Merkel and Mia. We'll be talking about what's happening in the industry and their thoughts on transforming brands to deliver customer experience management. It's great to have you both here, so thank you for joining today. There are lots of things going on in the industry right now. What are you seeing with regards to trends that's really making an impact on businesses? Margaret, what are your thoughts in this space?
1: um so look the big trend here is around digitization which on the one hand sounds like a really of, of course comment but certainly in our space um it's across not just different verticals but segments of the business we're seeing as as much change in the direct consumer business as we are in the b2b business um, it's hitting large enterprises, but it's also hitting those small and medium businesses in some of the um, in some of the, I don't want to say smaller markets, but you know in some of the, the, the markets outside of like UK and Germany. Um, and I think that's really interesting. and I think that's what's creating so much um, of the acceleration that we're hearing about um, in the industry right now.
0: Yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned the different markets, the different sizes, the fact that it's B2B and it's B2C, It's, it's just, it just seems to be growing really quickly and hitting everybody. And I think that's why there's so much connectivity with people at the moment. I think that's a really relevant point to the way that the businesses are starting to change. Rich, what are, you, what are your thoughts?
2: Um, I mean, I, I agree with those. I, I think we talk a lot now about, about lines starting to blur. Um, across verticals, across markets, and obviously within organisations, but um, we're we starting to see. If you think about lines, I mean, the obvious ones like you know, um, Amazon is now in healthcare, and, and Apple's in cars, and Apple's in finance, and so following the customer lines are starting to come down, and the traditional safe havens we've had aren't safe havens anymore, and digitalization is making that possible as well.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's you're absolutely right because where we've seen sort of diversification across different industries and different businesses and brands in the way that they start to excel. You, they're sort of adapting in different ways. And I think COVID's had a big part of that. Um, and I think that's obviously forced some of the acceleration around it. Um, and and CX has obviously really sort of stood out. Customer experience has become so prevalent now. Um, why else do you think it's really important at the moment? Margaret, what are your thoughts on, on why CX is really standing out?
1: Well, I, it's it's because the the sort of the customer engagement chain, that's the thing, has completely changed, right? So you can't walk into the grocery store. Uh, Rich just talked about all the changes in go-to-market strategies and platforms with which to buy products and services. So what, uh, you know, a year ago, if you look at what your customer experience might be around buying, um, you know, items from your drugstore, the experience has changed, the choice has changed, who you go to now for that, and the ease of which to purchase has become so much more important. So it, I think it's fundamentally changed uh, customer experience and the requirements of not just brands, not just platforms, but also direct consumer um, uh, commerce, Whole whole new world now it's a whole new world on the one hand you can it can stay the same and some people have have kept their behaviors the same but i think it's um i mean i look at my own personal shopping habits completely different right so if you don't realize that and either don't try and take advantage of that um i think again huge hugely missed opportunity from a um brand perspective and also the opportunity for brands now to get direct in front of their customers and the expectation. So that B2B to, to C, you know, we've had that whole jump now, right? So I think it's really exciting. I think it's a really interesting time from a CX perspective.
0: I agree. And I, I like the fact that you, you just referenced your own personal sort of um, experiences with regards to how you buy online. And I think there's something there around consumer behaviour, and I'm not sure if you've seen it with other clients, Rich. But are we seeing now a shift with consumer behaviour because of customer experience, or are we seeing customer experience change because of consumer behaviour? What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I, I think I think that's an interesting question, and I think it's actually a combination of both. I mean, I think you know the adage I used to say it takes 21 days to make or break a habit, but I saw a research piece two weeks ago that said 60 60 days is the amount of time we have to reinforce and create a habit. I mean, we've had we've had over 360 days and so the amount of time we've had for people to change their behaviour is significant. I also um, b- believe that this debate about what behaviours will permanently remain and what will change is going to be determined by the experiences. Those experiences that have become tested through COVID and tested digitally and that are better experiences will persist and those that are not better. will revert to the ones they were. I last night had a had a session with um, my son's teachers, a, a school session, and I used to hate the sessions because we'd sit in a hall, um, like naughty children, not like naughty school children, in, a, in you know, on, on on some chairs, and then a bell would ring, and then you'd get five minutes in front of the teacher, and then you get up and you'd walk along, and invariably one set of parents wouldn't take their five minutes. Last night was super efficient. We had five minutes. With a minute to go, it started flashing. Said you had a minute to go. With 10 seconds, it went red. And after five minutes, it cut you out, period. I will never go back to meeting teachers the same way again. And so, certain of these behaviors have become reinforced because it's just a better experience. You sit there like parents, you know, all in a line, waiting for your bell to go. And then you get up and you move. And the whole experience wasn't exactly fulfilling. Um, and it was very much dependent on individuals and how they behave, whereas this digital experience gives you what you want. Five minutes is enough, and it takes care of all of that. So I think it will persist. Um, but I, the second half of that, I think yeah, people's behaviors have, have, have changed fundamentally. Um, like, I, I'm, like Margaret said, you know, I'm using local again. I started using my local sandwich shop and have persisted now. And my, my local kind of takeaway that I now have institutionalized every Tuesday night you know, we have a takeaway and, and and we used to do it occasionally, but it's institutionalized. I started buying flour from the local mill, 16 kilogram bags at a time. So these behaviors have changed, you know, uh, uh, digital entertainment and, and how that's replaced non-digital, you know, um, um, hobbies and crafts. And, um, uh, you know, so I, I think there are so many of these shifts like contactless experiences. I, I've become so used now to contactless experiences you know any any travel I do any hotel any restaurant I go to any hotel any um, food food establishment I go into I expect now contactless experiences so these behaviors have changed and many many of them are going to persist.
0: Mm. I, I love the the two examples you gave there Rich the first one about the school and the second one about the local businesses because I think it shows um, disruption but also evolution um, because you know the the, the, what, the example you gave for, for schools, I, we, I, we had the same thing when we saw the kids from our parents' um, evening. It took me a couple of sessions before I realised I needed to shut up before the five minutes finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kept running out of time. Um, but it was nice to see the efficiency that, that, that sat behind that. And I think there is a real change in the local store aspect as well. I think, Margaret, you've referenced it in the past. There's a lot of people buying local now, which is a real difference uh, to what it was.
1: Yeah, you know, I've talked about, I, I got a question about COVID um, a couple of weeks ago, and I think I said, you know, it, it, the gift of COVID, if there can be a gift, right, is really around the the humanity and the localization of how we're living our lives again, which I think is fantastic, right? So I know all my local stores that are open. I know the coffee shop guys that are still open and I go out of my way to keep them in, originally to keep them in business. But now it's my, like, you know, I go on Saturday, there's the Viet Van guys in my my farmer's market. I know them now, we talk, you know, I, I love that that's become part of the experience now. Now I think some of that will change as the UK starts to open back up again and we can start to go out more stores will be open but that's not something that I want to lose um, by any stretch of the imagination. So, um, you know, we, we, talk, we always talk about our clients' brands, but I think there's a lot to the, the local brands now that are much more meaningful um, than they've ever been before. And I think, um, you know, I, I just think that's a, a really lovely outcome of the last year
0: yeah i i agree there's been a lot around almost personal growth um mm-hmm. through this entire process as you, as you say that people have been looking out for each other there's been a, a real sort of focus on or increased focus on sustainability dei and there's a lot that's that's going on now and there's a lot for brands to deal with so how how do you think brands can really sort of adapt to this or transform what are your thoughts in that space margaret
1: um you know, it, it goes back to you've got to find a way to create um, you know, a, a personal connection in the digital world, which is a little bit more than just the product now. So I think you gotta work a little bit harder there. And it's just it's gotta be easy. You have to make it easy. So I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to either buy direct from the company, you know, because I'm I'm conscious of the value chain and the profit margins. And I go, you know what, this is just a whole lot easier if I get on Amazon, you know, and then you get on Amazon, and you're like, yep, it'll be here tomorrow. And then I, you know, everything works and it'll be fine. So I do, I do think what we have seen is, is a lot of those commerce platforms, especially Amazon, how easy they've made our lives. We always knew they were, um, you know, almost a disservice in the sense of, you know, if I see. If I order something on a Friday night and I'm not going to get it till Monday, that feels like an eternity. I'm like, what do you mean I can't get it before tomorrow at 10, right? So I think that's that's the downside, right, is that the speed at which we can get those products delivered has made us quite impatient. So it's a real dichotomy. On the one hand, I want to buy local and support the local businesses and walk into the shop and make sure I'm buying my coffee, you know, and the other is well, if I can't get it tomorrow by four, I'll go somewhere else. You know, it's 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 strange. I think I think it's strange. Okay. And It's hard. It's it's hard for brands to keep up with that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, there's been a real shift in expectation as a result, and and I think also we I know we talk about the, you know the definition of value as well is quite key, and I think this this sort of ties in nicely with our whole proposition about customer experience transformation, um, and I think it'd be really nice just to to let the listeners. Sort of understand a little bit more about that. Rich, could you help explain what do we mean by customer experience transformation?
2: So I I, mean, I think um, I break I break CX CXT or customer experience transformation in, into two words: customer experience and transformation. Um, I, I love the quote by Rodney Fitch from of, of Fitch Consultants. He says that we're all going to be we're all going to have to be masters of experience because the real battleground for business now is experience. And so kind of creating those connected experiences for customers and being able to deliver them seamlessly across every single moment that they have. In other words, what you've Margaret was just saying, keeping up with their expectations, keeping up with their needs for speed, for their impatience. But in every single interaction they have with the business, building that connected experience is the battleground for business. The second word is equally important, transformation, because for most businesses, digital has caught them off sides. They have got work to do to catch up. They have to catch up and close that gap. Their systems, their ways of working, their operations, even their their mindset towards meeting customers' needs rather than selling them is not where it needs to be. And so... To get to the point where we've got the ability to deliver those connected experiences, businesses have to transform. And it's all the activities they need to go through to change the organization and meet those customer needs that we think of as customer experience transformation.
1: So critical, Rich, Uh, it's it's worth repeating, the difference between meeting customers' needs and selling them, right? So pre-COVID, it was just a selling environment. Whereas now, people have got a lot more time, they're doing more research, you know, their expectations have changed. That's about experience, right? So, so it's a really important difference, I think, when brands are thinking about their go-to-market strategies today.
0: Yeah, I love that the description that both of you gave. Actually, the the whole context about doing things for customers instead of to customers, I think is really important. But I think what you said, Rich, as well about the the ongoing sort of Um, perception of transformation. Every time I hear the word transformation, I always think of the 80s cartoon. It's something that happens quickly and it happens once, which is probably the opposite of what it actually means in the business world. Um, So it's it's great to hear that we're thinking beyond that point of transformation. And and when when actually organizations talk about transformation, a lot of the focus is around data and technology right now to be able to enable that. So What are the things that brands need to consider to to excel to be able to transform and deliver customer experience management? What are your thoughts, Margaret?
1: Everyone has to remember, right, is technology is an enabler, full stop. Data is actually what enables the communication. So, yes, you need to have a a platform that delivers, um, you know, from content management systems all the way to, you know, channel management you know, all of those things are important, but data is what's going to drive the experience, not the technology. So, um, yep, if you need a technology upgrade, 100 percent to meet the, the needs from an engagement perspective. But data is going to drive that relationship. Mm.
0: And Rich, I've heard you talk about something very similar to what Margaret said, but out focusing on outcomes over outputs. How can brands start to, to do that? How can they make that
2: pivot? The primary goal there is is changing what they measure. Um, and one of the biggest challenges to, to, to outcomes is, is not measuring the right things. And because organizations are generally so siloed and so channel focused and generally agency partners focus also on individual silos, we measure what we can rather than measuring what we should. So defining the really big measures that affect your ability to deliver customer experience and focus on those measures throughout the business is probably the single biggest point to drive outcomes because that that means that you don't have time to make mistakes today. That's probably a, a really key point. Um, we, 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 an example of a kind of a retail client that spent, um, you know, took, took five years and spent 10 million on doing something that should have taken six months and taken 600k and then at the end of that kind of starts the process again. There, there isn't time to do that and if you're doing that you're measuring the wrong things because no, no project that should take 600k in six months should take 10 million in five years. So me- measuring the right things I, and also recognizing, as you said, customer experience never ends. It's not, we've transformed, we've caught up and now project over, um, it, it's a never ending process. And so Amazon measure, for example, 500, 500 key metrics, they call them, or metrics rather than key metrics, I guess, but they, they, they claim that over 80% of those measure customer. Um, I'd love to see for most organizations what proportion of their measures are actually customer measures as opposed to brand measures. And then I think the last point is thinking of, of this as a journey, not, not, not thinking of a measure that ends today. Measures get progressively better and better. So we start with a measure at a particular point. We can make that measure slightly better, and we can then make that measure bigger over time. So it's a progression. It's not, it's not, it's a journey towards a never-ending progression rather than a kind of a transformation with an end in mind.
0: Yeah, I love that concept of tracking progress all the way through, because I think that's one of the big things that's really missing uh, when we see a lot of brands today. Um, And we sort of touched upon it earlier, actually, because we've talked about the sort of hard things around data and technology, and we touched very quickly upon the social impact of things. I mean, what's the responsibility within within these transformations do brands have today across um, things such as DEI and sustainability, and how does that fit into customer experience management? What are your thoughts, Margaret?
1: So I think this it's it's funny, I hadn't thought about this until you just answered the question. Maybe it's because we've been doing so much um, uh, training around DEI recently. You know, it is amazing how much more things like DEI and sustainability have come to the forefront now that we're all sitting at our desks versus being out in the world, right, you know, and, and commuting to work and, you know, sitting across the desk from all of these people. Um, look, it, it's critical. Um, I think, you know, on the one hand, everyone talks about how much less time they have working from home and how busy they are. Uh, on the flip side, I think it's given opportunity to really reflect on some of the more meaningful issues as it relates to connecting with um, uh, with your your peers and the people that you work with. And that lack of physical connection, I think, has really manifested itself in this need to feel like we're moving that DEI agenda forward. You know, sustainability, now that I'm sitting in my dining room day in and day out, right, staring at people on, you know, Teams calls, you know, all of a sudden makes you so incredibly aware of how much time and physical energy as well as energy is being used, porting me to and from work every day. So the the our new context, I think, has really bubbled up these conversations um, in a in a really interesting and quite provocative way.
0: Mm, I agree. I think it's it's a hugely important agenda topic for all sort of C-suites at the moment. And I, and rightly so and I love the fact that it's been pushed to the forefront uh, because of everything that's been happening as well. Um, so I, I have one last question for you guys. Um, and we know that transformation is a, is a huge undertaking. So for, I'm going to ask each of you the same question, but what do you think businesses need to focus on or prioritize to be successful? If you had to pick one thing, what would you, what would your advice be? Um, Margaret, shall we start with you?
1: Celebrate the quick wins, right? Transformation is a journey right? It's a big journey. And that journey can take five years, but it really starts probably five weeks after you've kicked that off. So the key thing, I always talk um, one of our transformation projects from where I was working with, and I kept saying to the client, you know, what? let's just get the monkeys off our back. Like well, buy time, buy yourself time, give yourself permission. Things are allowed to take six months if they need to take six months, But find the way, a milestone, a stage gate that you can celebrate in between where people go, oh, yeah, you're moving along on that. That's fantastic. You go, great, because now i got to go get the heavy lifting done in the background. So celebrate the quick wins. It is a journey. And look, data, technology, customer experience, all of these things are long-term investments in technology, time, people, and customer. So it, it doesn't stop. But make sure you stop and understand what you've done, the value of what you've done and what that's brought for the business. So I, I, that for me is my number one piece of advice.
0: I love that. Celebrate the quick wins has got such a positive connotation um, in in a mindset that we need to have as we're, as we're moving forward. Thank you. So, Enrich, what about you?
2: Um, so I actually build on build on Margaret's, to be honest. Um, and and I, I also love the idea of kind of stage gates, thinking big, starting small. Um, my mum would be a tweak to Margaret's, which is in celebrating those wins, make sure that that what you're measuring is meaningful. And the idea of, as you mentioned, progress, progress rather than motion. What 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 happens often once projects get underway is we measure, we measure motion. We celebrate the fact that we've deployed a campaign tool and we hit the date. We've built the database, and we did it in record time. Those are all enablers. It's when we measure the progress that those capabilities have actually given us, and and turn the celebration from celebrating the motion to celebrating the progress that that motion is actually driving. That would be my tweak to the to the um, to 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 the measurement.
1: See, that's the problem of doing uh, interviews like this with Rich, because he always sounds smarter than I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's not.
2: I wasn't. I was just kind of adding the topic, Margaret. I know we're all in the we're all on the very the, the 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 very same page. Um, but I think there. This, this is such a big topic, and and I think actually the, 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 the maybe one small quick one to throw in it would be accountability is making sure that people are accountable across silos for those for those measures because too often projects start, people leave, no no one owns the project, and. It just doesn't get to the next stage so make sure we see them through
0: brilliant thanks no that's great and i think that's really i think both points are so so complementary and uh, so accurate as well uh to to Margaret's point that's why i do the interviewing so i don't look bad next to you guys so (laughs) uh, i appreciate you firstly you both taking the time so thank you i mean i love talking to you both anyway but it's lovely to have this conversation with you so thank you very much for your time thanks to all our listeners for joining today's episode of Connected. We'll be back again in two weeks. Remember to subscribe and you can check out our website for more information on any of the topics we discuss at Merkelink.com. We'll look forward to you joining us next time. Catch you soon.